Chapter 5 I Wish We Would Have Met Earlier Buford tramps through the tall grass in the neighbor's yard. He is on a mission. He is in the middle of his evening routine and still has many steps to complete before he visits his mice. A few moments ago, he awoke refreshed from his after-dinner nap. Eager to get started, he took little time to stretch and groom before heading outdoors. Buford walks carefully across the top of several fences, some of which require him to perform something like a tightrope balancing act. His thick middle makes the task much more difficult than it should be for a cat. He makes a dangerous jump from fence to bushes, but lands in his preferred spot for checking the neighbor's pool. Several years ago, when Buford first discovered the pool, he made the mistake of strolling along the edge as he peered into the water. Two birds buzzed him, one from each direction. Buford was thrown off balance and tipped furry face first into the pool. Due to Buford's crazy cat acrobatics, he was barely in the water for a few seconds before he scrambled back onto the edge and dove into the bushes. Today, Buford takes only a minute or two to survey the pool. He notes the addition of a bright green raft and the absence of birds, but he will not be fooled. He leaves as silently as he arrives through the bushes and back over the fence. Buford trots eagerly across the street, stopping beneath a large oak tree in the yard of a two-story home. He gazes up at a small circular window near the roof. It is not every day that Lovely makes an appearance, but she is here today, gazing at the moon. Even from a distance, Buford can see her bright blue eyes and silky smooth gray coat. Buford named the Persian house cat Lovely the moment he saw her nearly a year ago. She was perched in the same spot at the window. Since that day, Buford has not missed one day of lovely spying. Buford sighs dreamily. Hello, Lovely. How are you this beautiful evening? Lovely turns her head from the moon to Buford as he quickly ducks behind the oak tree. He peeks out and catches Lovely staring directly at him. Buford gulps and pulls his fuzzy head back behind the tree. Perhaps it's time to visit my mice, thinks Buford as he turns toward home. I'll say hello tomorrow. Yes, tomorrow. That will be the day. Meanwhile, the wallflower and the butterfly share a comfortable silence. Azul hopes Buford will stay out on the prowl until at least daybreak. Stella's mind drifts to escape and breakfast. She licks her lips, thinking about the mouth-watering nectar in her future. Her stomach rumbles. She looks at Azul quickly to see if he noticed. What was that? Azul whispers and looks quickly around the kitchen. Stella giggles. What? Azul looks at Stella, then refocuses attention on the darkest corner of the room. Relax, Azul. It was my stomach. Stella flips the end of her wing at Azul. I'm just hungry. I didn't quite finish dinner. Azul looks down at Stella curiously. 
What do you usually have for dinner? Normally, I eat the nectar of the flowers in your garden. I wish we would have met earlier, Azul blurts out. I was just thinking that. Stella titters to herself and glances over at him. I was about to ask you what you usually have for dinner, but I think I know the answer to that. Azul nods his head knowingly. I have dinner with the family practically every night. They all sit over there and talk about their day. Azul nods at the kitchen table and chairs. They tell such wonderful stories about the outside world. He smiles, then grows serious. They also eat chicken a lot. I bet I could make a roasted rosemary chicken if I wasn't stuck to this wall. Stella's deep belly laugh surprises Azul. She is picturing the only chicken she has ever seen. It was a brown and white speckled clucker that lays one egg a day for the next door neighbors. Azul's attempt at roasting that chicken covered with rosemary sprigs is beyond belief. Stella snorts in delight. So if you weren't stuck to the wall, you'd roast a rosemary chicken? Stella asks as she calms her giggles with deep breaths. What else would you do? That's a good question. One that takes some thought, Azul says, bending his body into the classic thinking man pose. Really? Stella was expecting Azul to have a long list of things he would like to see on the outside. No, of course not, Azul laughs. I know exactly what I would do. I would hitch a ride on Buford's back to all the places he's told me about. We'd visit the deep pool of water four yards down. Boo says that birds dive bomb all who dare to enter. Then we'd explore under the house to see Buford's collection of cobwebs. Oh, oh, and I'd finally get to meet Boo's mice buddies. Mice buddies, Stella exclaims. All of those things sound wonderful. I'd love to see the grass and the rain and the sunrise and the moon. Most certainly the moon. I see its light through my window every night. Oh, the moon is beautiful, Azul, says Stella. It also changes from day to day. Did you know that? What? How? What do you mean? Azul asks eagerly. I do know it's brighter some nights. Brighter, larger, a different shape. It's crazy. Stella shakes her head. What does it look like now? Let me look. Stella hops off the ledge and flies over to the sink. As Stella floats gracefully in the air, she takes a moment to look at the moon. Tonight, it is perfectly round and it's white, a silvery white. Azul nods. What else? Well, it's so high up in the sky that I don't think I could reach it if I tried. It's hard to imagine. Azul shakes his head in disappointment. Stella is silent, gazing out the window and thinking about her nightly view of the moon from her home. Suddenly, she turns to Azul. Oh, hey, you could even come by my family's roofs on your trip outdoors. That would be nice, Azul smiles faintly. His chances of doing any of those things are as likely as Buford befriending the mice in the attic.
So what else would you want to see? Stella flits back over to her perch next to Azul. I guess I wouldn't mind seeing some of the things the family talks about at dinner, or maybe the places Maddie learns about while doing her homework every afternoon. What's homework? From what I can tell, it's a way to learn things. Her mother makes her do it as soon as she gets home. Oh, Stella says uncertainly. Sensing Stella doesn't quite understand, Azul continues. Maddie either writes or reads or memorizes things. It's the way I know the state capitals and the multiplication tables. Multiplicate what? Azul thinks for a moment, frowning to himself. He lights up. It's the reason I would choose California as the best state to visit on vacation. Oh, an adventure. Stella brightens. She is pleased that she grasps the concept of homework. Azul smiles and shakes his head. Stella seems to make the most ordinary things, like homework, extraordinary. He decides not to correct her and says eagerly, Yep, like an adventure. I love adventures. My sisters and I go on adventures together almost every day. There's so much to see and do. Azul, right outside your window. Yes, yes, so I've heard, sighs Azul. I'm sorry, Azul. Let's change the subject. You haven't told me about your family, Azul says brightly. Well, get comfortable, says Stella. There is a lot to tell. <laughs>